0: faith forward plus knowledge let's read second peter chapter 1 in verses 5 to 7 and beside this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity faith forward we're going to add knowledge to our virtue virtue is when god comes into your life old things are passed away behold all things are become new and in the bible says and all things are of god and so god just puts this new standard on your life this moral standard and you're like man why do i feel this way why can't i do this anymore and say well what's the next thing to do add knowledge Why? Because the knowledge of what to do, it'll guide your life. And that knowledge is what we're going to look at. Because when God changes your life and you're like, I just don't feel comfortable doing some things anymore, but I feel comfortable doing other things, but I'm just a mess. How do I figure it out? Add knowledge. So that's what we're going to deal with. So a husband reads this top-selling self-empowerment book, you know, be a real man. So he say, I'm going to put this stuff to the test. So he goes and finds his wife, puffs out his chest and says, woman, I've been reading up on some stuff and things are going to change right now. Tomorrow morning, you're going to get up at 4 a.m. and cook me pancakes, grits, sausage, bacon, eggs and freshly squeezed orange juice. Bet you didn't know that. And she said, no, sir. <laughs> then you're going to get my shower going nice and hot and lay my towel out for me. Bet you didn't know that either, did you? And she said, No, sir. And then he said, Well, then, do you know who's going to dress me and style my hair after that? And she said, Yes, sir. He said, Who? She said, The man at the funeral home. (laughs) (laughs) Add knowledge. Hello, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. What knowledge are we talking about tonight? The Bible says that some people are always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The King James Version says ever learning. And the Greeks were always working to learn something new, some new thing. And you know, there's always that. that, This is not what the knowledge that we're talking about. And so when we add knowledge to our faith and really add it to that virtue that God puts in our life, and everything is done decently and in order with God, I'd like to point out an illustration to share with you what we're talking about adding to our life. So there's a lot of higher learning institutions in the world, and There are a lot of higher learning institutions in America. Does someone have a guess? What is the top college or the top university in the United States of America? I mean, it's not a secret. Harvard, yes. Founded in 1636. Now, mind you, 1776 is when the United States came into being. This was 1636 with the intention of establishing a school to train Christian ministers. Did you know that? So, one of the original rules and precepts, now this was adopted in 1646 in the school that we call Harvard. Let every student be plainly instructed and earnestly pressed to consider well the main end of his life and studies is To know God and Jesus Christ, which is eternal life. And therefore to lay Christ at the bottom as the only foundation of all sound knowledge and learning. And seeing the Lord only giveth wisdom, let everyone seriously set himself by prayer in secret to seek it of him. Wow. Wow. You can't write that now that would be a microaggression to write that but that was their original student precepts here's one more everyone shall so exercise himself in reading the scriptures twice a day that he shall be ready to give such an account of his proficiency therein both in theoretical observations of language and logic and in practical and spiritual truths as his tutor shall require according to his ability Seeing the entrance of the word giveth light, it giveth understanding to the simple. Now, the modern-day Harvard Crest, if you see it, there's like three open books, and there's a word veritas, so it's the Latin word for truth, and so it's, there's three open books, and it's V-E-R-I and, and then T-A-S on the bottom book, and so Harvard's modern motto is truth, but did you know what harvard's motto used to be so there were three books two were open and the third one was closed like if you set a book down where you can't see the pages and it was Christo et Ecclesiae, which means christ and the church truth in christ and the church and furthermore two books this isn't the way it is now but it used to be this way Two books were open, but the third one was flipped over. You know why? Because it takes a revelation of God to open up real knowledge. And that's why we're in Bible study, because we're going to add knowledge. So the first knowledge we want to add, and I believe that the word of God deals with our heart about this when we get saved, is the knowledge of Christ the knowledge of christ i heard one preacher said to know him is to love him to love him is to serve him and to serve him is an honor it's attributed to a man named matthew henry he said we cannot approve of the good and acceptable and perfect will of god till we know it so we've got to actually know the word of god and one of the things that'll help you grow in leaps and bounds in your Christian walk is to read the word of God. So preacher, but there's so much else to do. But first we have to find out about Jesus. Now, there was a verse of scripture in that Harvard student precepts and it was John chapter 17 and verse three. What does that say? John, the gospel of John chapter 17 and verse three. And this is life eternal that they might know thee the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast said. That is the main thing that we need to know when we're down here. If you read the Word of God, and we're going to get into that a little bit later, but if you read the Word of God, you'll find that there is a major theme in the Bible. You know what that major theme is? The major theme, and it's not hard to find out, it is a bloody book. And so well, they're always fighting, and not that, not that kind of blood. Okay, it's a bloody nose book. It's not that type of blood. It's a bloody book from Genesis to Revelation. Why? The major theme in the Bible is sacrifice, a sacrifice of blood. And in the Old Testament, it says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. So we, we get our eyes on a just God that requires a sacrifice because sin, which is a transgression or a breaking of God's law, it invokes God's wrath because God is a holy God. He's a righteous God. And when we break the law, it is an assault on the very character of God. So from the very beginning, I don't know if you remember this, but when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, they uh, they sewed together. They weren't apes either. They knew how to sew, okay? Well, I guess that'd make me an ape because I don't really know how to sew. But they knew how to sew, and they sewed together aprons like fig leaves, right? So they had this like ghillie suit or something like that. I don't know, like a sniper, but they had this like, you know leaf clothing and uh, God in his infinite wisdom he didn't say good job, you know, and clap no, he made them leather coats I don't know if they were trench coats or, (laughs) but God made them leather coats where did he get them? did he get them from Wilson's that leather goods store? no, he sacrificed now this was the first time that we really read about that He sacrificed, God did, sacrificed an animal that was innocent. And the blood of the animal was shed in order to make a covering for man's sin. And then you read through all the Levitical sacrifices. First through, uh, and Abel was told he brought to God, what, a sacrifice of the flock. And Cain wanted to bring fruit salad, right edible arrangements and and the Bible says that god didn 't like cain's edible arrangement, although it might have looked nice, might have cost more. God was looking for that sacrifice, the theme of the Bible is blood and it runs all the way through in the old testament there's in the book of leviticus it says this sacrifice and this sacrifice and you do this with the blood and you do this with the blood and you do this with the blood and then when john saw jesus christ john the baptist you know what he said he said behold he said the lamb of god what was he saying he's a sacrifice there's more blood which taketh away the sin of the world well how is sin taken away Through the sacrifice of an animal. So Jesus was that animal. Jesus was not an animal, but Jesus was just like a lamb that was going to be sacrificed for sin. And so you find that through the whole Bible, it's blood, 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 blood. And you know, if if you ever cut yourself you stop and fix it, right? I remember I cut myself. I think I still, I got a scar right here. I was using a Swiss army knife and I think it closed on me and they are sharp. And uh, I got my mouth, I put it in my mouth. That's what you do, right? You, you cut yourself and you put your cut in your mouth and it filled my mouth up with blood. And so I spit it out and then I did whatever I thought to do, just put, put it back in my, and I filled it up again, my mouth up with blood. It was a good size cut. And then I spat that out. And then some other Marine walking by or a corpsman, he said, hey, put direct pressure on it. Like, oh, and that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to put pressure on it. So I had to stop the bleeding. Well, you're not always thinking when you cut yourself, right? Blood can kind of fluster you sometimes. But the theme of the Bible is blood. The Bible said the life is in the blood. And after Jesus was uh sacrificed the bible says that it talks about the precious blood of christ and the gospel we talk a lot about blood we sing what's the what's the, one of the major songs we sing there's three of them aren't there uh, are you washed nothing but the blood and power in the blood it's like it's it's the theme of the word of god and when we get knowledge of that we we're doing the next thing. What's the major person in the Bible? The major person in the Bible is Jesus Christ. The theme is blood. The person is Jesus. The Bible said you don't have to go very far. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Was that God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Ghost? Who's the main person in the Bible? Jesus. Well, how do you know that Jesus created the heavens and the earth? Because the Bible says who created all things by Jesus Christ. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 9, Jesus created the heavens. Jesus created the earth. And then Jesus said, let there be light. Well, how do you know that wasn't the Holy Ghost? Because in John chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word. Who? The spoken Word of God was Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. So Jesus was that word that spoke. And there's going to be more, maybe a little bit more in that when we get in there. But the Bible says that Jesus created all things, whether they're visible and invisible. And as you go through the Bible, you find out that Jesus Christ is talked about all the way through the Bible. Even when Daniel uh, was, in the book of Daniel, when those three Hebrew men were cast into the burning, fiery furnace, Nebuchadnezzar said, didn't we throw three in there? But there's four in there. Well, who is the fourth one? Like unto the Son of God. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, for unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Jesus is spoken of through the word of God. He's the seed of the woman in Genesis. Jesus Christ is that manna from heaven in Exodus. Now, it's interesting. There's people that they go through the whole Bible and they'll show Jesus in every book of the Bible. And my daughter and I played this game. I've heard it done in church. And uh, I'm not going to do it right now. But uh, those preachers will do Jesus from A to Z. It's really awesome. And they'll go through the whole alphabet and they'll talk about a characteristic of Jesus Christ from A to Z. A, he's the almighty. B, he's beautiful. C, he's Christ. D, he's a deliverer. E, he's eternal. F, he's faithful. G, he's God. That kind of thing. H, he's holy. He's healer. But, and it goes all the way through. Well, did not Jesus say, I am alpha and omega? Now that was the first and last letter of the Greek alphabet. Jesus said, I am A and I'm Z, which means I'm everything in between. So Jesus is the major figure in the Bible. What's the major event in the Bible? Oh, preacher. The major event in the Bible is the Song of Solomon, right? His banner over me was love. It's a love song, right? There is a little, there's some love song action going on in the Bible. And it's sensual. Uh, Like redneck, that word sensuous. Sensuous up. Give me something to drink. No, but the major event of the Bible, the major event Well, if the theme is blood and the person is Christ, could not the only major event be the cross? The cross of Jesus Christ. Now, there's a lot of things that Jesus uh, does in the Bible. You know that the birth of Christ is important. You know, we're in the year 2021 because of the birth of Christ. It's 2021 A.D. That means Anno Domini, the year of the Lord. Before it was B.C., right? That was before Christ. So the birth of Christ gave us our timeline. Uh, The resurrection of Christ confirms that all of his words were true, but the cross of Christ is the main theme of the Bible. Let me uh, read you why that's true. So you remember in the Mount of Transfiguration where Jesus goes up? with uh, peter and john and james and and the bible said he went up there to pray but more was happening and the bible said his countenance was altered like jesus was glorified so god got it just like turned on the power of jesus christ where the you know the lights were on like like the the halogen bulbs came on and jesus was shown like he was glorified, and it said, and his raiment was white and glistering, so he turned into like a superhero right there, and they saw him as he really was. And the Bible said, as he prayed OK, we already went through that and behold, there talked with him two men, which were dead, <laughs> well, from the earth, right? One was named Moses, and one was named Elias, which is the Greek form of Elijah. And they were talking with Jesus. Now, this is something to know because Moses, the Jews would talk about two things, the law and the prophets. Okay. The, uh, the word of God, we call it the Old Testament. They called it the law and the prophets. And then there were the Psalms, right, which were the poetical books. But where they got their doctrine and their meat was the law, which is the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, which Moses authored. And then the prophets, all of the prophets. There's uh, 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 Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, Ezekiel, Daniel, and then there's a 12 minor prophets and all these prophets. But Elijah represented all the prophets. So here's Moses, the law, and Elijah, the prophets. And they're talking with Jesus about what do you think? And behold... There talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spake of his decease. What? The cross. The word there from the Greek is Exodus. They spake of his death, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. So... They could have talked about a lot of things. They could have talked about the virgin birth. They could have talked about the outpouring of the spirit of God. They could have talked about uh, his sinlessness, but they talked about the cross. And it's something when you read the Old Testament and you read Isaiah chapter 53 and verse four, and it begins to talk about Jesus Christ bearing our griefs and carrying our sorrows. And it said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. What was that doing? It was talking about the, the great theme of the Bible. This is the knowledge that we carry. Now, reading the Word of God is good, but I'm trying to back it out for us so you can see the big themes that are in this great book, and it's the cross. The Bible said in Psalms 22 and verses 16 and 18, uh, 16, 17, 18, For dogs have compassed me. Those were Gentiles, non Jews. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. What was that talking about? The cross. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. And they part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Which was fulfilled in the New Testament at the cross. In the book of Zechariah, the Bible says in chapter 12 and verse 10. And they shall look upon me whom they have So all the way from the beginning to the end in Genesis, the Bible says in Genesis three and 15, speaking to that serpent, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. Huh? What does that mean? That Satan's head was going to be crushed, but Jesus heel was going to be bruised. What was that talking about? The cross, all the way back in Genesis. What about Revelation? Well, the main theme is the cross. Chapter 5 and verse 6 And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain. Even in the book of Revelation. And when Jesus rose again, what did he show them? He showed them his nail scars. That was his proof. Then it was him. He didn't say, Don't you recognize my voice? Come on, guys. You've been listening to me for three years. Well, he was Jewish, right? So he had an accent. Don't you know my beard? Look, it's anointed. No, he didn't say that. He said, Behold my hands, the cross of Jesus Christ. And when these disciples were going to Emmaus after Jesus had been crucified, Jesus walked up and, and he's like, What are you talking about? And you're sad. And they said, art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? So these guys are like, you don't get it. Now, they didn't recognize Jesus. But what were they talking about? And they talked about Jesus that was a prophet mighty indeed. And the Bible said they condemned him to death and did what? Crucified him. They were talking about the cross. And it's the third day since these things happened. You know what Jesus did? The Bible says, Ought not have Christ he began to speak to them in verse 26. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and beginning at Moses and all the prophets? He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So Jesus said, you guys need a, uh, a refresher on the cross. It was the whole purpose that Jesus came to the world was to die so that we could be set free. So adding knowledge of the word of God and the reason you read the knowledge, uh, read the Bible, and yes, it's good to read books and different things, but to have a bigger understanding that it's about the blood, it's about Jesus, and it's about the cross. The main theme, the main person, and the main event in the Word of God. So the second thing, which I've got five minutes to do two more points. We'll praise God. So the knowledge of His love. Thank God He's a good guy. Has anyone ever realized that God is a good God? You know, I always wondered how lightning worked, and then one raining night... One rainy night. It struck me. Sorry. But, you know, sometimes you just tell me, oh, it's just not the Bible, but God loves me. The Bible says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when you learn about him, you learn in John 3, 16, for God so did what? Man, God loves you. And that's one thing to know. I remember that there was a preacher, and I think it may have been D.L. Moody, and he kind of was preaching harshly to his congregation, you know, trying to straighten them out. And someone said, there's a guy preaching across the, 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 uh, the, the town. So what's he preaching? He's preaching about how God loves people. And he was just preaching again about how God loves people. And so this preacher went over to, to, to see, and that's what he was preaching on. John three sixteen. you know, that God loves us it's good to know that god loves us and it said he didn't love He so loved and what was it what did he do the main theme he gave his only begotten son there's the crucifixion god gave his son if he could have done anything else so but what if god could god get me this god can get you that and more because god gave his only begotten son he saved us through his death what could he do with us through his life god can do it the bible says that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, you know, God wants us to know him and his love. He said, take my yoke upon you, Matthew chapter 11 and verse 29, and learn of me, learn about me. And you know, that's one of the real things that's to when you walk with God is to learn about him, to learn about his love, to learn about his forgiveness. You know, forgiveness, it's easy to talk about, but it's hard to give it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, you need to forgive that person. But what about when it's us? <clears throat> Jesus said, learn of me. He said, I'm meek. And he said, I'm lowly of heart. God will teach us not only to learn of him, but to emulate him. And, and really, we're not talking about, the Bible said, knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifies." So, you know, those know-it-alls, they're always telling you, you know, knowledge is like underwear, You should have it, but not show it off, okay? Now, when I was a kid, if you showed it off, someone might grab it and pick you up, okay? It became a handle, and they called that a wedgie, and they would probably hang kids up. You know, they would hang them up on the fence and stuff like that, and we didn't call that abuse. We called that public school, right? That's just what happened. Preacher, I can't believe you said that in church, but some people, they show off knowledge, but it doesn't change anybody, but God wants us to build people up, not just tell people how smart we are. And God humbled himself when he came. He was born of a virgin. He grew up in a regular or a poor family to show us the love of God. Two minutes, right? Oh, two minutes. So let me skip, 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 skip. Okay, last thing knowledge of his word. So he got the knowledge of Jesus, the knowledge of his love. And the knowledge of his word. So we have a revelation of the mind of God. I've got one right here. It's a Bible. And if you, if you want to know, say, well, what, what would God say? WWJD. What would Jesus do? It's in there. The Bible's, Much of the Bible is a revelation. Moses never knew how man was made, God revealed it to him through his spirit. They, these prophets wrote about things that were happening in heaven. They didn't know it except by a revelation. What's the last book of the Bible? It's confusing, preacher. No. It's the book of Revelation. And right, there's a lot of stuff that goes on there. It's like, what in the world is going on? It's a revealing of what's going to happen hereafter. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 21, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Hmm. You know that... Uh, I, I've, I've experienced that before. It doesn't happen all the time, but the Holy Ghost has just, you know, given me, now I'm not saying that to, you know, but the Holy Ghost knows everything about us. And if God tells the preacher something, guess what? It's right. You know, if God tells the preacher something, I'm not saying if the preacher gets it in his mind, but God can reveal things to the preacher if he wants to, because we're all open books to God, Okay. And uh, I remember, I don't remember exactly what it was, but God, he didn't tell me to do anything with it, but sometimes just God says this word to the wise, here you go, just know this, okay? And God can reveal things to our heart. But let me tell you what, the greatest revelation, revelation is the word of God. The Bible says in Timothy that, uh, and from a child, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and verse 15, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise, unto salvation through faith which is in jesus christ and so the last thing so so preacher but what is what is the bible good for i mean is it good just to stick in the back of your car have you ever seen those spiritual air fresheners i like the little black tree it's called black ice okay that's my favorite air freshener i don't know what it smells like maybe obsession or something it smells like a cologne or something i like it used to be vanilla roma okay that's the color i am Mm -hmm. vanilla roma but maybe I'm just black, right? So uh if you're listening to this podcast, I am white. Okay? Completely so. But I was born in Africa, so maybe that's the thing. But I like black ice. But have you ever seen someone stick a Bible in the back of their car, like, you know, back seat and it's sitting up there and the pages are all curled up from the sun? It's like you need to get a new one. That air freshener is done, right? That is not what the Bible's for. Okay, it's not a spiritual air freshener, it's not to carry under your, you know. To, to, to seem that you're like you're better than anybody else? The Bible is the most powerful thing under the heaven because it represents the reality and the resurrection and the power that is in Jesus Christ. So let me leave you with this. Uh, the Bible says uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3, and I'll live a, just give you a portion of it that he might make thee to know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. And then we go to the New Testament. You know, Jesus quoted that. When did he quote that? So he was filled with the Holy Spirit and taken out into the the wilderness or to the desert. Forty days he fasted, right? So he was running for 40 days. No, he didn't eat or drink. That's what it meant. For 40 days. I have a hard time fasting overnight, so I break fast. That's not breakfast, right? Break fast in the morning. But the Bible says that when the tempter came after the 40th day, he said, if thou be the son of God, command these stones be made bread. Now, if you catch this, when you add knowledge to your faith, to the virtue that's in your life, there's power in the word of God. Why did Jesus do this? Jesus could have used some miraculous Holy Ghost power. He had it. He was filled with all the, all the gifts of the Spirit. He could have crushed the devil. Have you ever done that to someone? They're, they're, and you're like, I'm crushing your head. I'm crushing your head. Jesus could have done that. But Jesus was being an example to you and me. Because the Bible's available to all of us. And you know what he said? It is written. Pow! The Word of God. And the devil came back and you know, he said, it's written again. And the devil came back again and he said, it is written. Three times Jesus came back with what? The scriptures, the knowledge of the word. If the word is in your heart, guess what? I speak it. I like to speak the word of God. There's power in the word of God. The Bible said, submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. So, the Bible says in verse 11 of Matthew chapter 4, then the devil leaveth him. It made the devil flee. And the Bible said angels came and ministered unto him. Man, the Word of God has power to kick the devil out of your life. The Word of God has power. So, I want to leave you with that. When you add knowledge, not just like head knowledge, but knowledge of Jesus, knowledge of His love, knowledge of the Bible, and then use the Word of God. I speak it because it fights against the stuff that's going through my ears. Have you ever preached to yourself? I preach to myself all the time because sometimes we need to hear it because of all the stuff that's going on between our ears. And uh, so, the next Bible study we've got virtue, which is excellence, and then you add to that knowledge, and then after you add knowledge to virtue, you know what the next Bible study is? <laughs> So you get this excellent standard and then you read what you're supposed to do. And then you add temperance. You know what that is? Self-control, right? After you have a standard, you find out what the standard is. And then you're like, this is hard. You know, I want to eat 10 Krispy Kremes, right? It's like, say, Preacher, I was going to stop. I was going to stop smoking, but I'm no quitter, you know? (laughs) Self-control. That's what we add the next thing to our life. So, amen. That's next Tuesday. I went a little long, so I owe you a few minutes. Well, God can pay you back in eternity, right? Amen. God bless you is our prayer. Uh, Brother Miller, would you dismiss us in prayer? Hey, God bless you. See you Thursday.